0: Hello, welcome to Flight 314 on PLC Airways. This is your host, Nancy, speaking. On this week's Music Pilog, we are traveling to Central Asia to the world's largest landlocked country, Kazakhstan. Fasten your seatbelt, plug in your headphones, get your passport, and let's go! go. Hello, everyone. Welcome to our 11th mini of our music pilog. As mentioned, Kazakhstan is the largest landlocked country in the world. To give you a better idea of the size of Kazakhstan, imagine four Texas together. So, like, oh. Texas is already a large country. Oh, <laughs> what? A large state <laughs> by itself. Mm-hmm. But then, like, just imagine four of those together. Like, that's how big it is.
1: Do you know if it's bigger than the United States?
0: I don't know if it's bigger than the US, but it is the ninth biggest country in the world.
1: Oh, it probably is. One (laughs) one of the
0: top 10. Yeah, it's pretty big. Wow, I didn't think it would be that big. I just don't think a lot of people know about it. So to kind of give you guys like a basic knowledge of the country, there's about 18.7 million people that lives here. And because of where it's located in the world... I would say it's made up of different people from different ethnicity and cultures. The country is made up of about 66% Kazakhs, 21% Russian, 3% Uzbeks, 1.7% Ukrainians, 1.44% Uyghurs, 1.17% I think it's Tatars, and then about like 1% German, and then 4.56% other. A little bit about the culture. Kazakhstan is one of the most ethnically and religiously diverse in the world just because of the location again. It is considered a transcontinental country mainly located in Central Asia and partly in Eastern Europe so then you could really see why it's culturally diverse there. Mm -hmm. A lot of the historical aspects of the culture has a lot of influence from I would say Russia Mm -hmm. just because there's a lot of things that... Politically, there's a lot of stuff that happened historically. And so a lot of the influence come from Eastern Europe.
1: I think that's interesting because I feel like most Central Asian countries, it's a, a mixed pot in a way. It's a very distinct culture, at least the people there that lives in those countries. Because it's a meeting of the East and West, I almost feel like.
0: Yeah. Like sometimes even for me, I feel like, I'm not saying that they're not Asia or anything. But like it's just so different from... Like you have your Eastern Asian countries, and then you have like your Central Asian, which is like very different from East Asia and Southeast Mm -hmm. Asia and even South Asia. Mm -hmm. Just because of the, again, the location, it's so close to the European countries that you see a lot of European influences in Mm -hmm. the culture and also in it religiously you can kind of see it like with the food and everything and the lifestyle and how they live but then the central asian countries are so similar to one another like even when looking at the cultural clothing you see a lot of asian influences in Mm -hmm. there but then you also see the european influences there as well Mm. like even even the language too a lot of the people that lives here they do speak Kazakhs but then there's also a lot of them who knows Russian just because of how close the country is to them. I think it's pretty cool.
1: <laughs> I think it'd be cool to be like a anthropologist in the area. I think so too. Hey.
0: And like a lot of people don't know these Central Asia countries either. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know it existed until I knew it existed. Maybe I should have paid attention to geography more. I think it's it's a pretty cool culture. Um, I watch a lot of videos of um, people who traveled. So like a lot of like the best food review shows and all that. Oh, yeah. And it, it was really cool to see the lifestyle and the food that they ate while they're there. And talking about food, one of the most favorite food or like popular slash traditional food that they have there is called beshpamark. And beshpamark means five fingers. And basically this food, you use your hands to eat the food. Which I thought was also interesting because I personally think that food tastes better when you use your hands. <laughs> I think it gets a little messy, but then, like, you could really dig in. You don't have to use your utensils. There are certain food that, like, you'll be smart enough to use utensils. But you eat this dish with your hands, and it's usually made up of finely chopped up boiled meat and noodles and lots of onion sauce. And I know some Cossacks some they like to put potato in here, too.
1: Is it like a... St- Is it more like a stir fry or like a stew?
2: It's more like a a curry. If you eat it with your hand, I feel like it would be dry. There's no liquid in it. Then it's boiled noodles. But
0: you could take it out. Don't think of like East Asian noodles. Think of like, you know, uh, the lasagna noodles, the square pieces. And then you take it out. Boil that and then you take out the meat, you chopped it. It's like a stir fry, but it's like a wet version of a stir fry, but not so wet that it's liquidy wet. So like a pad thai. I don't know. You guys have to look it up. <laughs> I thought I thought it looked good. And like, as soon as I saw onions, I'm like, I want to eat that and noodles. Do you know if
1: this area? If they have, they eat like a certain way. Cause I'm just thinking, Cause when you said Uyghurs, I was like, oh, I know
0: the Uyghur people.
1: They're like, is there certain foods that they
0: don't really eat there, or like certain meats they don't necessarily like? Don't eat certain kind of meat. Um, Based on when I was researching, they do eat like pork, chicken, beef, and horse meat. I was watching uh, a video on Kazakh food, and they used, I think it was like call lungs or something. And they had like solidified milk in there, and it's like a type of food.
1: Oh, interesting. Which
0: was really cool. I thought it was cool, like just the process of of how they made it. That's very different from the Hmong culture, because Usually when it comes to like intestine and stuff, we just eat it. You just chop it up and eat it and stir fry it and stuff. It's a very different culture, something that we're not used to. I just, we just looked up a,
1: a photo and it looks like pasta, my king said. <laughs> the best it looks like market.
0: pasta, but not pasta either. I feel like the noodles is like the wrap for the meat and you just eat it. Oh. Maybe we just got to go there and try it. We'll have food. to try it.
2: <laughs> if it's horse meat, they better not tell me. <laughs> I will let you know, horse meat tastes like deer. You ate it before? Yeah, it tastes like deer.
0: <laughs> I like deer. Deer's venison. Not a huge fan. So, that was just like a super quick mini background of Kazakhstan. Not a whole lot, uh, but I do recommend for your listeners to check it out because I feel like it's just something that. You have to go check it out because as soon as you check it, out, you're like, "Oh, that's cool," and you start clicking. And next thing you know, you're like one hour deep into learning about Kazakhstan. <laughs> Do you girls have any questions, or you learned something that was interesting? I know I didn't share much.
1: No, I liked. Um... I like the breakdown of like the different ethnicities you have in that area. Because it's not just like 100% Kazakhs, you know? It's like mm-hmm. a breakdown of different cultures too. Even though maybe they're like similar, they're still very different. But yeah, I like the food too. We'll have to try it
0: sometime. Moving on, uh, I'll be talking more about the music from Kazakhstan. Kazakhstan offers a wide variety of musical styles. Early Kazakhstan, like the traditional music are typically like instrumentals Mm -hmm. or uh, vocal music just because of where it's located and just the influence from the countries surrounding that country. At a point in time, like Russia did have an influence in Kazakh music. And I would say, like, this is the birth of Kazakh hip-hop and rap. I was like, what? That is so cool. The first groups, I would say, made a scene in the Russian music industry first. And that's, like, how the birth of hip-hop and rap kind of started. Kazakh hip-hop and rap started to emerge during the dissolution of the Soviet Union. I'm not going to go too deep into that. And then you have the birth of R&B. It wasn't until, like, 2010 when Kazakh hip-hop actually influenced the birth of q-pop so q-pop aka kazakh hip-hop or like pop music is a musical genre that originated from or had like influence from k-pop hip-hop uh western music and you got j-pop do you girls remember the group 91 that was on i Can see your voice with mamamoo i
2: think i kind of remember now that was probably a long time ago though like 2017 or something the
0: episode was like from a while yeah but they performed with Mamamoo because they passed all the rounds. Mamamoo picked them as not tone deaf. Like they were the group that won Mm -hmm. for Mamamoo's episode. Uh. They were one of the groups that contributed to Q-pop. They were called 91. One thing that I thought was cool about it was that in Kazakhstan, you have the right to vote for leaders and everything. And so one of the members from this group became a politician yeah because his uh, fans voted yeah, for remember him remember yeah. you and talking about this too and that's and crazy it was, it, it was so funny because like you would think that people who represent like the country like you just had the stereotype of oh they, they look like clean cut and everything But this <laughs> guy had like dreads it was, it was <laughs> funny they're like what everyone in the audience was like what why is he so, can you imagine, imagine. <laughs> Your fans, he, yeah, I don't
1: know. Fans vote Namjoon into uh, Korea Parliament or the Korea Korean government.
2: <laughs> you know what? If he actually does it, I feel like people would vote for him. Like if he's actually serious about it. Oh, uh, I mean, he's from I mean, like,
0: serious or not, he would be voted. <laughs> like, <laughs> or he, someone he will, will vote. For likely him? get. Oh, it. you think so? They, I think he'll get if it. If so, they
2: would have already put his name on there, but they <laughs> haven't,
0: so. But yeah, so now onto the fun part of the P-Log. Um, I've asked you girls to come and prepare yourselves to kind of share some Q-pop artists or Kazakh uh, musicians or artists that you found or that you thought it was interesting or fascinating. I can go first. One group that I found was 91. Not the old songs, but they had a newer one in the past, in, in like the last two years mm-hmm. or so this one is called darn and i thought it was actually pretty cool q-pop is pretty it's getting there to like the k-pop level it's it reminds me of like k-pop in the 2010s era hmm. but then um this song darn by 91 it gives you the jackson wing 1000 ways like the kinjas the hand tutting or the hand stuff like it reminds me of that is this
1: the one where it's like dark the music video is dark right yeah yeah
0: Just the dance and the song reminds me of that. And it's actually pretty good. And I think that they're an artist that people should definitely check out especially if they're one of the groups that contributed to Q-pop. And then another group that I found, they're called Cash You. So I don't know how to pronounce their song or the title of their song. They're a girl group. The song in here was really good. I think they have great vocals, but what caught my attention the most is the outfits in here. Like they're wearing pants along with a button-up shirt with suspenders. And it just Mm -hmm. gives you like not necessarily Michael Jackson vibes. It reminds me of like Kinja's dance cover of Chris Brown, Fine China. They just did a really good job. I I thought the choreo was, was really good. Again, it reminds me of like early K-pop 2010s. Mm-hmm. They actually remind me of Miss A a little bit. How the set and everything looks like. Mm-hmm. Who are some artists that you girls found that you thought was fascinating or interesting?
1: So what I did was... I think I would be known as the PLC host who likes pop groups. Um, So I did essentially that is go look for pop groups in um, Kazakhstan. And I found this group, but I don't know if I should mention them or not, just because they are disbanded. And then like um, three of the members ran into some legal issues. (laughs) Allegedly. I'll say allegedly because I don't want us to get defamation trouble. But allegedly, three of the members got caught, and their like manager got caught, and like we part of like allegedly a part of a drug ring. So <laughs> I was so sad when I found that out because. I really, one thing that did catch my eye with this group was their choreography. I thought it was pretty good. Take what you will you girls and even some of our listeners, you guys want to go look up this group, but they're called Mad Men and then the song is called Alma. Uh, I really like the choreo for it and the song itself was pretty good. It was catchy. It was definitely up my up my alley and then like the choreo wasn't like stray kids the presently but it's like you could tell they <laughs> put some kids. thought into the choreo and then it clean too so I did see like you mentioned like it is Behind a little bit in terms of K-pop, but then it's pretty good. But once again, they have disbanded at this point because of what had happened. And they were actually, I think they were like an up-and-coming Q pop group too that would be able to compete with 91. Unfortunately, that happened, so um it's unfortunate. <laughs> so that is the only artist that um really clicked with me, but I don't know if my king had other ones.
2: Yeah, well, actually i had both the ones you guys had too i had madmen <laughs> yeah <laughs> one thing i guess i would just say was that i thought they were really good looking also
0: <laughs> what song did you have from the lala La. that was a good one i i saw that one
2: yeah but um i won't say too much um moving <laughs> on <laughs> I also had Cashew. What what I found really interesting is they actually have a lot of groups also. Solo-wise, I didn't see too much. I saw a majority, they were in groups, um, at least like three of them. The first one I wanted to mention besides the two that you guys had already, um, I don't know if they're actually a group or not. Um, if you go listen to it, it kind of sounds like a Eurovision song. Oh. Interesting. (laughs) Which I found I don't know how to say it. (laughs) Um I could try but based on Google translation, okay. (laughs) Gohata Kazgum A I tried, I tried. It was released okay, the songs I picked, they were released a long time ago, but I found it really interesting. I don't know what they're actually saying, but based on the music video, I think they were um, they were saying about the history of Kazakhstan. So I found it really interesting, and the song I thought was amazing too. But then, like you get the picture of war and all that stuff coming mm-hmm. together. So I thought that was also really interesting. And the girls, they were really good at singing. Honestly, when I listened to it too, or majority of the other songs too, um, they. They kind of remind me of when we were going when we were talking about Mongolia, and they are pretty close to Mongolia too. So I was just like, oh, you know, like the folk sound, the folk uh, portion. It it sounded quite similar uh, to me. That song I thought was really good, and a lot of the song they had like a lot of like bass sounds in here, so I thought that was nice. But then I also had a Yumi, Hayla. She, this one is actually solo artist. Hela was, <laughs> it sounds like those, um, back in the two, t- 2010s era, you know, the clubbing music. <laughs> oh, so nice, so <laughs> kind of so like that. <laughs> But then, like, if you if you remember, like, JLo and all that kind of stuff back then, yep. yeah, it, yep. it was like that. And I'm just like, oh, I, I kind of like this. <laughs> but that's um, a Yumi Halo hey for you. Uh, another amazing artist that I love is Dimash. Um, I don't know how to say his last name. Kurai version. But anyways, Dimash, he is amazing. He was also on a music show in China. That's how I actually found him. I was just like going through videos. I think I was listening to Vita, all right? And then he sang a song from Vita called Opera 2. And y'all, his voice is great. Like his vocal range is so wide. I'm not sure about his baritone range, but definitely from like a tenor to like a soprano. He could use his head voice. He's a
0: baritone. He's an alto. He's a tenor.
2: I don't know about baritone. I haven't really heard him sing in a low voice. But definitely from a tenor to a soprano. Um, Using his head voice. Dude. Y'all just need to go listen to him. He can do like all these octaves. And one I really like was um, the Vita one. um, Opera 2. And then... Another one he covered was All By Myself, Celine Dion. (laughs) I put that one just because uh, we have memories about All By Myself. And so, yeah, uh, he does have his own music, too. Um, I haven't really listened to them, though, just because I don't know how I feel about them. Mm -hmm. But with, like, these other songs, you know, I just feel more attached to it just because it has more of a catch to me. But his other songs are pretty good too, I guess.
0: Earlier when you mentioned about folk, like that's really like the the music of Kazakh before you have these influences from different culture and then you have the birth of hip-hop r&b and now they got q-pop and so like the music is still very fresh but then it got to the point where like it changed differently drastically from the original music that they have which are like folk songs vocal songs and instrumentals i think it's pretty cool how it changed over time and with that we have officially arrived in kazakhstan head over to um spotify or even youtube to check out more music from kazakhstan maybe you'll run into the artists that we mentioned also make sure to follow like or subscribe on your preferred podcast platform that way you'll be the first to know when our next episode drops as always thank you for joining us here at the playlist club bye
2: Bye.